0: The Lord is on the move. And our, uh, our former president uh, even said this weekend, God has spoken. And I thought, you know what? The Lord is on the move. Yeah. What is he up to? And there's so many great moments in history where God just shines his voice through. We're going to look at that today. Uh, this morning, we're going to look at Galatians uh, chapter 5. So if you prepare your Bibles. Let's see, I have my little... Here we are. Galatians 5. We're going to look at verses 16 through 26. I'm so grateful that we serve a God who is intimately involved in our lives, in our history, in our families, in our mindset. He's so concerned in all things about us. Praise God. So much so that He sent His own Son. Hallelujah. Isn't that a great moment to know that Jesus Christ has come into the world to make sure that we are the ones that are set free. Hallelujah. So this morning, we'll look at Galatians 5, verses 16 through 26. The title of this sermon this morning, Weeds and Flowers. Do you have a preference over one? One over the other? Weeds and Flowers. The the reason why uh, I was gone two weeks ago, I took my son to Durango, Colorado to go see a university there, and we drove from Vegas all the way to Colorado and we went through Flagstaff, we went through the Navajo Nation, we went into Colorado, we did our whole trip and I ended up coming home with four credit card disputes. That's a lot for a three-day weekend. That's a lot. Latte issues, bottle of water issues, uh, train ticket issues in Durango, uh, the, the most rude, Person I've ever had to deal with at the Hertz <laughs> rent-a-car counter. Charged me for an extra day. She was so oh, nice move. She probably just, she didn't like me too much. She probably just pushed one button on the little computer and then it double charged me. I had to go fight. But I came back with four credit card disputes and I was thinking, you know what, Citibank's probably going to wonder if I'm the issue. But uh, in the end, uh, I realized that, you know what? Sometimes in these moments where you think you're lining these ways with flowers, weeds pop up, right? Weeds are into the mix, and then you have to stop and think for just a moment, wait a minute, wait a minute. The only way to deal with weeds is to tend, amen? Tend to the soil, and there's something called weeding, hallelujah. And this is a moment to think about, so let's look at Galatians 5. 16 through 26, Paul says these words So I say, live by the Spirit. Live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under law. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage selfish ambition dissensions factions and every oh excuse me and envy drunkenness orgies and the like i warn you as i did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of god but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience each other. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Bless this passage of scripture. Bless it to the point where it increases its truthfulness in our lives. Just as Sister Vanette said, this gentleman valued the truth in stories. Let the truth of Christ Jesus shine through our minds today and speak truth to our hearts today. And may we forever be changed in Jesus' name. Amen powerful passage of scripture isn't it so powerful well the reason why I wanted to mention all of these little issues I had on my little trip that little short trip to Colorado is sometimes things can be a mess and sometimes messes come to mess us up you know when you end up in four credit card disputes in less than 72 hours it might make you a little bit angry but what did God's word just say Self-control, patience, so many things I need to practice even though I'm ready to battle. That lady at the Hertz counter, oh, I was ready to say some things. Even my son kind of gave me this little like, dad, take it easy, take it easy. I went to pick up the, the rental car at 510. She said, you weren't here at five. Your reservation says five. Five. And I said, actually, I was right next door turning in the other car to come over here. And then when I went at 5.10, she was long gone. I had to wait 35 minutes for her to come back. And I said, I don't know where you went. She's like, I was here at 5. Your contract says 5. I said, what am I, your employee? Am I clocking in right at 5 o'clock? You're going to write me up because I wasn't here at 5. I was here at 5.10. And my son kind of gave me this, Dad. The thing uh, he reminded me what I said after the fact, but he said the funniest thing you said, Dad, was, "Wow, you should try that. At, I should try that at my store at the win." I say, "Hey, sorry, you you missed your appointment. I was open at ten a.m. You weren't here at ten a.m. So I'm not going to sell you anything, right?" Anyways, little spicy, little spicy. But uh, in in the end, when she pushed that little extra button to double charge me, good for her. Oh, nice move. Thank God for Citibank. Thank God for relationships, you know, with, but I'll tell you, sometimes these moments in life, you know, you're thinking this is just going to be a great experience and all of a sudden those little weeds start popping up. I shouldn't share too much about the trip, but it got on my nerves. I went to the little McDonald's in that little town, and uh, there was some little town, I can't remember the name, in Navajo Nation. Ordered a latte, you know, on the little fancy machines that they have now where you don't talk to somebody. I just decided to use that screen. Sat there 25 minutes, nothing ever arrived. I finally went to the counter. I said, vanilla latte, order 888? She says, we don't serve lattes. half hour later, I could probably almost be to Four Corners by now. <laughs> I said, well, your machine, your machine definitely took my seven bucks for my son and I and the latte. So, uh, you know, you guys didn't miss your beat. And, I, and, she, and then the gal didn't even offer to refund the money on the spot. I said, don't worry, I'll dispute it. I'll just, let me do your job for you. I'll do it. But I tell you, so many times in life, there are these moments, you're thinking, this is going to be a great experience, and then the little weeds start popping up, and next thing you know, you're annoyed. Next thing you know, I'm not living by the Spirit, right? I'm ready to launch habanero Spirit instead. (laughs) But I tell you, I wanted to uh, mention this morning... Uh, If you remember, I don't even know if they exist anymore. There used to be these K-marts all over the place. And my mom and I, we used to go shopping together, and we used to love to walk into that garden area. And you remember back in those days, they had those little turning, turnstile things with all the seeds of all the pretty plants that you could plant in your garden. You remember those little envelopes? And those little envelopes had a beautiful picture of whatever's inside that envelope, uh, if you just put it in the right soil, tend it the right way, give it the right sunlight, give it the right water, you might grow all these amazing things. So... What I decided on those pretty pictures, the most beautiful flower that I thought we could grow outside in our backyard, because I had this little plot of land uh, right below my window, and uh, the, the thing that I wanted to grow the most were morning glories. They were so pretty. So... We picked up those little morning glories, took those little seeds home, the little buds, and, you know, it begins to sprout. It's California. You can grow almost anything. And then they they begin to sprout and on and on. But you know what also began to sprout really quickly? is the moment you put some water in there. Non-stop weeds. And that's the crazy thing because the little morning glories took such work to make them come and do their thing. The weeds took almost no work. They just did their own thing quickly and they would totally take over the garden in any any given moment if you just allowed them to. So this morning I wanted to mention this, weeds and flowers. Notice Truly, that the weeds, they don't really need that much. They just need a tiny bit before they start doing their thing. And they'll begin to attack the things in your life, the beautiful things in the life that the Lord has placed. Hallelujah. We have to remember that the God of all creation tells us to weed. We are to be the spiritual weed eaters of our own hearts. Amen? You remember that little machine? Grandpa used to have it. That weed eater machine. And we need to know that very often in life, weeds will begin to want to sprout up in our hearts, our minds, our mindset, the words we use, if you just let things go. If you stop your spirit radar and just uh, let it go. Beautiful flowers take a lot of work, don't they? Did your grandma have a rose garden? Mine did. Beautiful flowers take a lot of work. They thrive, though, under proper care, proper watering, proper feeding, proper fertilizing. Wow, why am I starting to think about my Bible all of a sudden? Proper things. Everything that we need when it comes to our relationship with God. What did the Scripture say? Keep in step with the Spirit. Keep in step with the Spirit. That almost means for me that if I'm just giving God's Holy Spirit those footprints in front of me, I'm just going to fit my little foot into each one of His. Hallelujah. I want to keep in step with His Spirit. I want to know that truly I am going in the direction of where God wants me to go. You know, I have to say that when it comes to planting flowers, you've got to get a little dirt under your nails. Amen? Amen you got to be ready to do a little bit of work and get down and dirty and, in that garden. And that's exactly, I believe, what God's Spirit is calling us to do, is to be able to really move into the deep things of God, keeping in step with the Spirit and knowing that we are rejecting certain things from our culture, rejecting certain things from our, our world, and keeping in step with God's Spirit. Hallelujah. The Christian life is very similar when it comes to this idea of planting flowers and then keeping keeping that garden and the weeds out. Sinful things can grow easily and quickly if you let your radar down, your spirit radar, amen? amen. Sinful things can quickly and easily grow, but the Christian, the Christian life takes a commitment that involves God's spirit, hallelujah. Amen. The counselor, you saw, who was uh, Don Corleone's right-hand man? His consigliere. Did you see the Godfather? He had a counselor. And that wasn't an easy job. We have a conciliere and his name is the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. It takes a commitment. It involves body, mind, spirit. And all of us to do one thing. Make us into the likeness of Jesus Christ. Make us into his likeness. Hallelujah a likeness that is wholesome, hallelujah, uplifting and attractive to others. What did our brother just say? They're open to the gospel of Jesus Christ in the world of Islam. Attractive. Jesus is attractive. Hallelujah. We want the world to be attracted to Jesus Christ. We want the world to be so attracted to Christ Jesus. That they want to be just like him. How many times do our young people see all these big shots. In the music industry. The rap world. Whatever it might be. These influencers. The Instagrammer. And they think well, I want to be like him. I want to be like her. Well in our world. When we pull up our Biblegram. Not Not Instagram. We say we want to be like Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to be like Him. I want to be like this. I want to be like that. I want to grow the fruits of the Spirit in my life. Before you know it, you're just like Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But weeds unchecked, what we hear in Galatians is, can choke the fruit of the Spirit. Weeds unchecked. It takes a commitment. Hallelujah. The weeds unchecked will choke the things of God in your life. And you have to be careful. Amen? You have to have your radar up to know that you will not allow weeds to grow in your life. Because what happens when weeds grow too big? They're not easy to uproot, are they? They're not easy. Paul states in 2 Corinthians 7, one. Let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates. Ooh. Let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates the body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. I do not think he meant we would be completely sinless, do you? I don't think he meant that we'd be completely sinless, but we could definitely be blameless. That means when the accuser goes before the Lord and says, You know what Ryan did? You know how Ryan, you know what Ryan, you know how Ryan just lost his patience at the Hertz counter in Durango, Colorado? He's a sinner. When the accuser goes, we can be counted as blameless when we keep in step with the Spirit. Hallelujah. Lord, forgive me for my attitudes. <laughs> so may today, begin, be, excuse me, may today begin the beginning of the weeds in our life being uprooted and not replanted or gaining more traction. Amen. Let us tend to the beauty of the character of Jesus Christ in our lives instead. Hallelujah. So the first thing I wanted to mention this morning is this. Identify the weeds that lurk in your life. How do you think you do that? Identify. You know, very often in life, it's really a simple, simple, simple thing. How do we identify the weeds that lurk in our life? So at the Wynn Hotel, we have Forbes training. And one of the most important things that happens to keep your five-star status is you have to Pass all the secret shoppers that Forbes sends to the hotel. Then you can maintain your five-star status. You know what people miss the most? Asking for the guest name and using it. So now, if you saw a name that you looked at, let's say you were working there and you saw a last name that is almost impossible to pronounce. We know those names, right? I think there's so many. I wrote some down for my staff this last week. Cinquemani, Orcioli, Bernasconi, Smoot from Thailand. Vict. How would you know a W in German? It sounds like a V. Vict. I wrote down so many different names. Shaughnessy. That was a tough Irish one when you see it written out how it's spelled. Very interesting. But you know what the Forbes trainer says? Never be afraid to ask because these people were born with those names and they've had to live with them their whole life and they're used to people not understanding how to say them. It's nothing new to them. Isn't that interesting? So, when it comes to identifying the weeds that lurk in our life, how do we identify them? Often we already know what they are, it's a struggle. We've been in that struggle, we've had it many times, it's come back, it's reoccurred in our life many times, we already know what we have to deal with, and often if we don't know, sometimes through the Spirit of God, he points it out to us, amen? You thought Tyson had a nice hook? Sometimes the Spirit can get you so good and you're like, ouch, I didn't realize that. I've known from a very young age, and I shouldn't blame it on Spanish blood, but I've known from a very young age I can get offended very quickly and hold things and not be forgiving and shut people down. Have you ever heard of that story? You might not have, but I've heard it where, you know, sometimes in Spanish families uh, they can have an issue where everybody pulls out their sword and they never talk again. (laughs) You know? You know? I knew a Spanish lady from Venezuela, and she told one guy on my staff, you know, today I choose to never speak to you again. (laughs) Very dramatic. And you know what? She didn't. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll tell you, very often in life, the Spirit will point out what we need to change, the things that we need to do. I knew very early, I have to tell myself, Ryan, choose not to be offended. Ryan, choose to be a person who forgives. Ryan, choose to be a person that makes things better instead of holding grudges and wanting to shut people down. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Hallelujah. One of the greatest gifts God could ever give you is the Holy Spirit. It's one of the best gifts we have today, is God's Spirit. Jesus, in the book of John, states exclusively about the Holy Spirit. He says these words, All this I have spoken while still with you, but the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will do a couple things. He will teach you. He will teach you in all things, and He will not only teach you, but He will remind you of everything i have said to you are you teachable have you known someone who's not teachable how's your memory he will remind you anybody here say you know my memory is not so great he will remind you you can lead a horse to water but you can't make him drink. How teachable are we? And when he reminds us, are we listening? Isn't it amazing that a human's born with ears but might not hear? Or eyes to see, but we just don't really see and really have that vision? What the Spirit is speaking, we must listen to, amen? As he reminds us all the time, Teaching reminds me of a a few different words training, growth, progress, and even being submissive. Sometimes we might not find some of these things very easy. Reminding comes to mind memory, retention, especially during times of testing. What about guiding? It gives us direction. If the Holy Spirit is much like our guide, he gives us direction, leading with wisdom. And guiding also means we kind of have an idea of where we're going. Is is that correct? And when we know where we're going, it has eternal significance. Hallelujah. Eternal significance. In a world that's overrun with weeds and we're in one, am I wrong? In a world that's overrun with weeds, it's so good to have a guide who loves us, teaches us, reminds us, keeps us safe in God's word, hallelujah, and gives us all things about Jesus, because Christ is the ultimate weed killer. You thought that one is. What's that one that's involved in that big lawsuit? Roundup. You thought Roundup did a good job. Jesus is the ultimate weed killer, hallelujah. He cleaned up my life. Lost friends, lost bad habits, lost bad mouths, lost bad directions. There's so many things I had to change because of my Jesus. Hallelujah. Gladly. Absolute gladly. He's the ultimate weed killer. And the work of the Spirit identifies the changes that need to happen. That is his job. There was one time at the hotel, had the biggest sale of my career, 1.7 million dollars five pieces of jewelry, took it to one of the casino owner's offices, and I mean, just laid out millions of dollars in inventory. And this casino owner, I'll take this, and I'm thinking, yes, he picked one. I'll take this, oh my gosh, two. (laughs) I'll take this, three pieces. I wasn't even doing much. And then there was this one bracelet. It was the most stunning ruby and diamond bracelet ever and these stones were huge huge I mean uh, even if it was a single stone in a ring it would have been way impressive all diamonds and rubies and monster stones that was a $758,000 bracelet he said and this and now I'm feeling oh I can't believe this and then he picked one more piece and ended up being 1.7 million dollars I was so happy. I couldn't I was in shock as we drove back to the hotel. But the official policy of the store was no returns, exchanges only. No returns at all. Final, everything's a final sale. But would you believe once that casino owner gifted those pieces to his wife, she wanted to return every single piece you know how mad I was? If you, if you get the gist of how I was at the Hertz counter, imagine me at the hotel thinking, you have to be kidding me. Because, I mean, even on a $1.7 million sale, 1% commission is a big amount. Could you imagine two? Could you imagine three? I mean, this is monster. In my mind, I'm thinking, you have to be kidding me. And my idea was, no, 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 I'm sorry, our policy is. But, of course, the manager at the time said, you know who this client is, we have to make an exception. And I'm thinking, at my expense. (laughs) But I have to tell you, rather than be angry, and you might remember this story, hon, that was a rough time. I ended up owing back to uh, to the employer. I had to pay little by little and owed back commissions that were paid out to me. And I couldn't believe it, and I would sit there angry and upset. I mean, who wouldn't be, right, when you think about it? But at some point, I just had to move on rather than let it kill me. I had to move on. C'est la vie. And when you have Jesus Christ, c'est la vie to Jesus. Amen. We'll just live in Christ-likeness. But I just mention that because I never want you to confuse your feelings with when the Holy Spirit is leading you in a direction. Leading is a different thing from just a feeling. The Spirit always knows where to lead. And in that situation, my feelings were telling me, be angry, be bitter, go ahead and quit. Why don't you just go ahead and turn in your notice and keep the commission and they'll be on the line for everything they want back. That's what my feelings were telling me. It wasn't the Holy Spirit telling me to have a righteous anger or a righteous bitterness, but I was becoming more and more bitter. I could see where he was leading me. And thank God the vice president was a believer who loved the Lord and we worked everything out. <laughs> Thank God. We worked everything out and I would tell you that I'm so glad I listened to the Spirit and I didn't overreact too much because I could have made it a lot worse. We can always make things a lot worse, can't we? Are you capable of doing it? Because I am. I choose to never speak to you again. <laughs> The Lord leads us towards forgiving people. He leads us towards even sometimes repenting to people when we've wronged them or had the wrong attitude. Very often in life, we have to remember these moments. My wife has a friend that she just went and uh, stayed at her house and then wanted to charge her an arm and a leg. And my wife was like, wait a minute, we didn't worry about this. And she's like, just give me the money. <laughs> and you know what? They just worked it out this week. And she apologized. And I thought, this is great. I mean, there's so many moments in life we can take things the wrong direction and let it destroy things or be destructive like weeds. But being led requires a desire to hear, what are you saying in this situation, Lord? How can I serve you better in this situation, Lord? And also, being led means a readiness to obey. How are you with obedience? Sometimes this might be a struggle of ours, right? Right? We need to obey the Lord. And sometimes we need to have a sensitivity to discern between human feelings and God's Spirit speaking to us. Remember that Paul identified in our scripture the struggle that we face between spirit and flesh. This is a true battle flesh and spirit. And the soil of the flesh is where the weeds begin and want to grow. So if you rely on the spirit wisdom, hallelujah, wrong choices can be avoided early. Oh, doesn't that sound nice? And weeds can be destroyed early, hallelujah. May we all have a desire to hear God's spirit and keep in step with him, hallelujah. Strive to be the best listener, Strive to be quick to forgive and make things better. Strive to be more obedient to God. And it'll all go well with us. Amen? Our next point is this. Second, if you need a game plan on what to do uh, with the sin nature, we're given a game plan. Nail the sin nature daily to the cross and crucify it. Amen? Hallelujah. Nail it daily to the cross and crucify it. There's something powerful about confession. Do you agree? Yeah. There's something powerful about confession. Recently, uh, my one of my former assistant managers was has, had been angry at me for many years because of decisions I made and times he didn't feel that I, you know, protected him, stood by him, stood up for him. So a brother in the Lord says, why don't you call and talk to him? And I said, I tried once, and he didn't pick up. (laughs) He said, well, why don't you try again? So I did. I called him, and uh, he didn't pick up, and I thought, there we go. See, I tried twice. Then he called back. (laughs) Okay, cool. And I got him on the phone, and I said, all those moments, I know you don't need me to reiterate it, but I said, all those moments that you felt I let you down, I didn't stand by you. You know what? I was wrong. And I said, in life, the things of the Lord are more important, and it's best for us to have forgiveness and friendship between each other rather than bitterness and anger, and I want you to forgive me. Now we're going to hang out and have lunch soon. So much better, amen? So much better. I had to confess to him and ask him to forgive me and I was happy to do it because I love this young guy and I don't want him angry at me. I'd rather have better things in that garden. Amen? I'd rather have morning glories from the Lord in that garden than weeds. Confessing is one of the most relieving and cleansing things that we can do. And if you've ever confessed to anyone, Anybody? If you've ever confessed to someone, you know what an immense burden is lifted almost immediately. It truly puts credence to that old saying, coming clean. Hallelujah. 1 John nine. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. I love that. I want to be purified. Remember that song? It says, Refiners fire. My heart's one desire is to be holy. Hallelujah. It's such a moment. That's right. Set apart. If your life were a stream, how clean would the water be? Think about that. Very often we know when it comes to... uh, streams, there might be an element of pollution in it, correct? Or even like, sister, you and I were talking about it, some of these uh, reservation lands and the, the waterways and the streams might have a pollution level that is not good. And if your life were a stream, think about the, the, think about the cleansing waters that we would want flowing from our lives. You know where the wind picked produce a a hotel in Boston was in an old Monsanto toxic chemical waste dump that they let go and you know what Mr. Wynn said we're going to clean it up and today this a a casino making a couple hundred million dollars you know just sitting there and they put in a beautiful dock and boats go across to Boston Harbor and on and on and on Cleaned it up. And you know what I say we have a similar idea? Whatever's in our life, we are going to clean it up with the help of God, amen. amen. With the help of the Lord. James five sixteen says this, therefore confess, hallelujah. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Did we just hear healing and confession sort of tied to each other? We 100% did. Confession. Do you have a confession partner? My buddy, the watchmaker at Rolex, Luis, he and I talk about things God all the time, confess to one another. Don't give God the Bill Clinton routine. Well, it depends what is, is. Remember, when it came to confession, I watched it on TV. Did you do this? Did you do that? Well, it depends on what is is i hadn't heard that kind of reasoning but i thought you know what i'll never do that with the lord i just want to say you know what lord i'm not going to ask you what is is i know what you're trying to tell me and i'm just going to i'm going to just take the blame and say it's me and i'm guilty in other words do not live with the lie ooh, or deceit sometimes we want to deceive ourselves call sin sin amen Shoot from the hip. Be honest with the Lord. Be honest with yourself. And then look to his healing after you confess. Hallelujah. Forgiveness and purification come. Hallelujah. And how do we get to that place of healing? I'm going to tell you how. It all comes down to the cross. Nail that bad stuff on the cross and crucify it. Think about it. There would not be healing Or the raising of the body of Jesus Christ in that tomb. If there had not been the cross. And I want to live in the shadow of that cross. Amen. On a daily basis. Jesus had to deal with sin first. For us. And he knew just what to do with it. He knew just where to put it. Just where he hung it. Was on the cross. And it was crucified that day. So never ignore evil desires. Confront those desires, call it sin, crucify it. Chop. What's that show that has a chopping block? Chop. Maybe that's the name of the show. I don't know. (laughs) The Chopping Block. C.S. Lewis, if you like to read C.S. Lewis, he has a great book called uh, The Great Divorce, and there's a man that has this servant of hell on his shoulder, and it's almost like a big iguana and it's asleep, and the angel that confronts the man says, do you want me to remove that for you? And he goes, no, 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 don't speak too loud. Leave it, let, let it be, it's sleeping right now. It's quiet, just leave it alone. And he said, because if you wake it up, it'll start whispering in my ear, telling me all these bad things to do, and I, it's asleep right now, leave it alone. And the angel says, no, actually, why don't you just go ahead and let me remove it for you? And sure enough, that little, that little uh, servant from hell in the book Starts speaking to the man, he's like, no, shut up, be quiet. And then when the angel removes it, it almost kills the man. But the angel decides to remove it in the book. If you ever read this book, it's interesting. And that guy says, you know what, I'm so glad to be burden free from this issue. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But when he removed it, it almost killed him in the book. But let me tell you this, sin, crucifixion is a daily necessity. Sin is relentless, and so should you be against it. Nail sin to the cross. Remember that we are God's saved, His very elect. But it doesn't mean that sin will stop showing up in our lives. Isn't that true? The difference is that with Jesus, we're set free from its power over us because we have someone else over us, Jesus Christ. But you might say, oh, I'm so weak. Uh, you know, there's so many issues. You might say, uh, you know, starting with confession, I need to be brave. I need to draw on the spirit power. And that it would be 100% true because he is the source of all new life. So keep in step with the spirit. Have you ever seen the Nutcracker? How do they know how to step in all those right places? Isn't it amazing? Or a Broadway show? How do they know how to step in all those right spots? And keep those beautiful. That's right, practice. And that's in keeping in step with the Spirit by practicing being like Jesus. Amen. Amen. Stand firm. This is our third point. Stand firm in your position in Christ Jesus and tend to the growth of the Spirit. Stand firm. There was one time that we went with uh, Pastor David's brother to the Philippines and we called it Wake Up Seminar. And we did this thing where we just said, Wake up, wake up. Wake up to who you are in Christ Jesus. Big shots, amen. Big shots in the kingdom. You might not feel it. You might not sense it. God calls us huge in His kingdom, amen. We're huge in the kingdom of Almighty God. If it weren't so, Paul wouldn't have said these words. No, in all things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. Can you imagine being more than a conqueror? When I do my little spiel at the hotel for new hire training, I say, could you imagine if Buzz Lightyear Lightyear just said, to infinity, and left it at that? What does Buzz Lightyear do? He goes to infinity and and beyond it. He doesn't stop at infinity. Well, when it comes to Jesus, he calls us not just conquerors, he calls us more. That's huge. That's who we want to be. Amen. More than conquerors. Live each day controlled and guided by God's Spirit. It's the best life there is. Hallelujah. And if you can be firm in that leading, then the words of Christ will be in your mind. Christ's love will then be in your heart. You'll remember Scripture when you need to speak it and use it against the weeds in your life and say, be removed in Jesus' mighty name. Thoughts, words, whatever it is. The power of Christ is there to help us. Amen? Hallelujah. Very often at the Rolex store, you know what I hear the most from people coming in? What is it called when people just come look in the windows? I forgot that term. It's an old term. What is it? There you go, window shopping. So now in life, everybody wants to, you to get in a line. I don't know if you've seen it yet. But in a lot of these stores they want to get you in line. Window shopping has almost is over. They'll only let you in once they assign an associate with you. Then you have someone standing with you the whole time. Window shopping is kind of being removed, especially out of luxury stores. But you know, when there were window shoppers, you know people used to ask me, they'd come into the store and go, What's the most expensive watch here? And are there any samples? (laughs) But one time this one guy came in super humble. I could never afford a Rolex. I just want to try one on. Now, this gentleman was so humble, I decided, you know what? I'm going to roll out the red carpet, put him in the VIP room, gave him a bottle of water. Would you like sparkling? Would you like still? He tried on a bunch of watches. He had the time of his life. And I was so happy to do it for him. I was so happy to do it because truly... In a moment like that, some people, you remember, you saw that movie uh, where they tr- they're they treated bad on like Rodeo Drive. Sometimes people might be hesitant to go in because they think they're going to be treated bad or be looked down upon. I rolled out the red carpet for this dude because I wanted to show him absolutely not. You won't get an experience where you have to come in and apologize to try something on. Let's have fun. But I just mentioned that story because very often... We don't deserve a lot of things from the Lord, and he rolls out heaven for us. Hallelujah. I don't think there's anything I've done that deserves to be in God's kingdom, in my opinion. I tell myself, it's all him. It's all him. Talking about the words of Jesus needing to be in our minds, as we get ready to close, I just want to say, we have to stand firm every day in this culture and in this country, every day, and be a witness for Christ Jesus. There's so many subjects that are coming out in our culture right now and hitting on all these notes. Uh, you know, Bob Marley truly would probably feel like it's history repeating itself. So many things coming out, so many battles. People, divisiveness, things being torn apart, you know, people being torn apart, families being torn apart. But God's word is what it all comes down to. God's word. And we need to live our witness for Christ boldly. So many people find their firmness and their strength in other people's approvals. They're waiting for, you know, people to like their next post or put the little thumbs up here or that. So many things, countless millions are looking for the approval of others. But I tell you, we are to seek God's approval first and foremost always. And the giving of the Holy Spirit is God's guarantee of his utmost approval. God's Spirit dwelling in us. And the Lord is truly interested in every aspect of our lives. Amen. He loves you and wants to bless you every single day. He wants to grow those beautiful morning glories in the garden of your heart. Hallelujah. The fruit of the Spirit. So I tell you today, and I charge you today, stand firm in your position in Christ Jesus this year and every year after. Tend and nurture the Spirit's leading in your life. Hear, listen, respond, and obey. And the weeds in your life will begin to wither and die and be uprooted. Amen. So as we go, I wanted to send you with one wise thing my wife told me years ago. See if you were... I wrote this down. See if you remember this. One time she sent me this, uh, this text and it said, Your mind is a garden. Your thoughts are the seeds. You can grow flowers or you can grow weeds. so do not let weeds grow around the dreams that god has for you amen amen so there were times even early on in ministry i remember when i got out of college i thought that was a lot of money that was three years and on and on and i thought there were no positions in ministry at the time and i thought you know what pastor dave always said i became the pinch hitter and i got to go all over southern nevada I got to go all over Alamo, Boulder City, Overton, Vegas, Henderson. I'm thinking of one more. Pahrump. We got a chance to experience so much more and get to see more of God's garden and all of his different flowers. Hallelujah. So I have to tell you, there's so many blessings and truly this journey with the Lord. So let us keep in step with the Spirit. Amen and get those weeds out of our life. Let's stand and pray. Lord, thank you so much. Thank you truly, Lord Jesus, for all the work that you're doing in our life, all the work that you're doing in our hearts, Lord. We remember this morning that through your spirit, Lord, continue to identify the changes that need to happen in our hearts, and our minds, and our thought life, in our spirit, Lord. And truly that we will begin to nail this sinful nature to the cross. Hallelujah. And put it away. Put it far from us as we put on the things of the Spirit. And Lord, help us to stand firm in our position in Christ Jesus. And always tend to the growth of your Spirit, Father, in our hearts. Lord, bless your people. Bless this church. Bless us as we go, Lord. And bless us as we truly want to be attractive to the world, for you. Hallelujah. And the fruit of the Spirit, Lord God, may we put it on always in Jesus' mighty name. Bless us today in Jesus' name. Amen.